Well, hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas. It's Texas Homegrown Music Time, and I've got a guest today that you are going to love. His name is Graham Wilkinson. I happened to see him at a gala that I attended in Austin, Texas, for my good friend Patrice Pike, another iconic musician. And I want you to know that these are the reasons why I do what I do. I love exposing people to musicians that maybe they have not heard of. And if you haven't, you've been missing out because he is a stellar songwriter, a really moving soul. And when you hear some of the things that he's done in his life, you'll figure maybe I haven't done enough in this world to make it a better place. That's certainly how I felt after this interview. So sit back and relax and get ready for another hour with Texas homegrown music of an artist that I really have admired now um, since getting to know him. And I know you will too. Before we do, I want to sing a song called Blood, a song that my friend Dandy Timmons wrote and we released on one of our older albums, but this is a live version that we did at Boondocks this past October out in Farmersville, Texas. So I hope you enjoy it. When we come back, we'll be with Graham Wilkinson.
Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Graham Wilkinson. Graham, welcome to the show. Hey there. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks going for having good. me. It's going well. Actually, I had a show last night with some friends of yours, and I say that because you guys uh, work together on this thing you guys have every year, I think, called The Last Waltz. Is that what it's all? What it's called? Oh, yeah. It's recreating the, the show, the with the last show of the band and Bob Dylan and all different Austin artists play the other musicians. I've played Bob Dylan for the last eight years and uh, it's in a really special time. It's the day before Thanksgiving every year. Oh man. It started at, started at Momo's back in the day and uh, it's at the far out lounge now uh, every year. It seems. Well, to I be. hope I can come but, to that sometime. Cause so I was with the Reverend few last night and I, and I think we, I think we even snapped a picture and sent it to you, didn't we? Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all sure did. Yeah. We had a fun time. Well, honey, I want to get to this interview because there's so much about you that I want people to hear. I mean, you are just an incredible musician and songwriter, but more than that, you're just a really beautiful soul. And, and when people hear about what you've done about um, giving back, not only here in the United States, but also abroad, I think they're going to have a newfound love for you and and for what it means to actually be a really good human and and a kind human humankind is what i like to say Mm. so um share with us your beginnings um in music and also um you know your a little bit about your stint um overseas and how you uh spent time in micronesia didn't even know uh, the that place existed until I heard that you'd been there. So share with our listening audience what uh, what you've been able to, you know, just experience in life. Well, I will. Thank you so much, Maley. Those were kind words. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I mean, it, kind of the story goes, born in North Texas, uh, Denison, and uh, my dad's a preacher and my mom's a teacher, so we moved around a lot. Um, my big brother and I kind of started getting into folk music and early early American folk music, the Alan Lomax recordings and stuff when I was in high school. Fell in love with Bob Dylan and Bob Marley and uh, started writing songs around 15 or 16. And um, then it – and I started writing songs because I was learning other people's songs first. And then after I learned so many songs, it just seemed like a natural progression to – try and make up some of my own and uh ended up uh playing learning the banjo and my brother and i did all kinds of flat and scruggs tunes and all that early bluegrass woody guthrie a whole lot of woody guthrie songs um and it and you know my brother ended up going to college up in arkansas in a hendrix college in conway and uh that's where I followed him. I ended up going up to school up there with uh, to be with him, okay. and um, and I did take a break from college. Kind of borderline dropped out for uh, half a year. Uh, went to go live in Greece and lived in the Aegean Sea for about three or four months, and then spent three or four months traveling around Europe by myself playing music in the streets. Wow. And uh, I think the last time we talked, I didn't get to say that, but that was a a pivotal time in my songwriting and performing in all these countries that wasn't the native language and uh, having some really amazing experiences um, coming to my own, uh, uh, you know, situation over there. But I came back and finished school and uh, my brother had moved up to New York in this time to get to, you know, be a rock and roll star, to be a rock star. And, uh, the when I graduated, he wanted me to move up to New York. I didn't want to move to New York because I had plans uh, to go volunteer overseas, and uh, and that's what I did. And it was a life changing decision because instead of following music, I I tried to follow this uh, need and urge to help others instead of being so focused on myself. And uh, it was while I was over there is when my brother passed away in 2003. So it was 20, uh, shoot, it was like 1999, 2000 when I was in Greece. And then I moved uh, overseas to Micronesia on the island of Ponape in uh, 2002. 
And I was out there until 2003, late into that. And that's when my brother died. And that's when I came back to the States. So that's kind of where all of this began was coming back, coming back to Texas. And uh, I helped live with my parents in Wichita Falls for a couple months and tried to deal with the the incredible grief and sadness from my sister and I, my mom and dad losing Aaron. And um, that's when I moved to Austin. I moved down here in 2004 and I've just been trucking away down here. Uh, and I feel, you know, you know, we're fortunate to be in such a great city that supports music. Well, so I so. absolutely love my times in Austin and I love it because there's <laughs> such a connection with all of the musicians there. Um, and, and there is too, there is as well here in our area, but it's a little more fragmented because we're so spread out, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And we've got, um, you know, we've got great musicians all, all the way up north to Sherman and, you know, all around the DFW area and Fort Worth, but they're so far, so far away from each other. Whereas in Austin, it's a little bit more, you know, it's a smaller area and there's more of a tribe kind of feeling. And I, I think I told you that when I come there. I love hanging out in areas where I know they're going to be. And one of the places that definitely is a good hang is, is, is the is the Cosmic Coffee. You know, just hanging mm-hmm. out there and seeing all the, the cats that play not only music, but all the creative people that are doing film, which there's a lot of film being done mm-hmm. in Austin these days. Comedy is crazy cool now. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all, all the comedy stuff going on. And uh, I know... Uh, Joe Rogan just opened a big comedy club there, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. um, I've got lots of friends that are comics that have told me that there's so many people from the East and West Coast coming to Austin, um, which I thought was kind of crazy, but cool. It, yeah, it's a scene, man. It's a thing. It for totally sure. is. All, any kind of uh, artistic endeavor you want to get be in uh that scene there is that scene somewhere here in absolutely Austin. and the other reason i love it is i'm a vegan and i come there and like it seems <laughs> like you know eight out of ten restaurants there have vegan menus and stuff to choose from and make it a lot easier for me so uh, oh, yeah. I, I really love it but i tell you i love your music graham and um i know well, we're gonna i know we're gonna play ragamuffin um here in a minute and and you mentioned about your brother passing away, and I know that this um, song was, you know, definitely um, a bit about your brother's death, right? I mean, it was kind of written. Well, it's it definitely was. There's the verses contain like a, a you know, it's not completely fictitious, but a some kind of storyline that. It's loosely connected, but the chorus is 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 so literal, and that's as late at night. I hear your voice, and you call my name. He and I, and she and them, will never be the same. And uh, it's it's definitely a hundred percent about my brother. It's dedicated to him. My little sister sings on it with me. Uh, my good buddy Hayes Carl sings with me. He does a verse on it. Uh, Lloyd Maines is on pedal steel, and so I mean, it was a it was recorded back in two thousand nine, and. Uh, Hayes has helped me out a bunch over the years. Uh, we went to college. He went to college with my brother. And his song, Long Way Home, is about Aaron. And I will say, because I didn't say the, uh, didn't get to tell you this, that this summer is the 20th anniversary of my brother's passing. And uh, I'm going to be re-releasing two different albums of his. Because they were up online for a while. I got taken down a wrong credit card file on there or something. I don't know what happened. But they're going to be back out this summer for the 20th anniversary. And there's going to be some fun stuff about that. Well, tell uh, people how they can find it. Is it under his name? Or how are you going to Yeah, that's it? what I was going to say. It's 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 going to be under his full name, Aaron Robert Wilkinson. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, he was a, such a great dude, man, and uh, we all miss him dearly, and he had a profound impact on all those around him. And, um, you know, he had a double major in German and philosophy, so he was reading Kierkegaard and, uh, you know, these guys in German. And he also could read ancient Greek, so he was reading all the philosophers in, in oh ancient goodness. Greek written. So, the, I mean, he was a next level human intellectually and uh, his songs, you know, he died at 26. I was 23 when he passed. And there are some of these songs that people still talk to me about that uh, 
it's kind of otherworldly to hear these songs that he wrote at such an age, a young age that have stood the test of time. I mean, they're just, some of them are just, uh, I mean, classic poetry, you know, that should be in literature books. Uh, what a beautiful and Maybe thing. will be someday. Yeah, well, and you know, what's so beautiful is that um, you told me you've been reading through his journals and all the stuff that you gleaned from that. Maybe you should put a book together for him, honey. That might be something really cool yeah. for you to do one day and release yeah. some of his thoughts. And I, I, I'm, oh, I'm really man. into that these days. You know, I, 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 I like to, tr- I like to drive. And so I have audible books that I play when I'm driving mm-hmm. and I, I sure. love to hear people's um, thought process on this journey and what our purpose is. But I, I can already tell that you kind of figured out a lot of that because um, I really believe it's about re- it's relational and it's about what we give. And in return, we get so much more that way if if we connect with other people. And, uh, you know, I, I already know you do that. You've spent so much time overseas giving in, you know, giving to these kids. I know you I think you said you taught in a Jesuit at school English and- well yeah and yeah yeah I was a you know English uh, teacher in, in Micronesia and it was it was at a Jesuit school Pats and uh, I can I, I'm sure I'll come back to that in a second talking about right. brother Terry uh, yeah, well, but, yeah the, definitely. Uh, but but this song ragamuffin that you're gonna play it, it was written the year after my brother passed when my parents you know, paid for me to go back out and have some closure out there because when we found out he died, we left within a day to get off to come back home. We had to go from Micronesia to Hawaii to California to Texas, and then we had to all go up to uh, New York to get his body and go through all that. But the year later, when I went out to try and have some closure, I was also going to see my junior class from the year before. I get to see them graduate. Nice. And I was so, pr- so proud of those kids. They were some of the most, you know, beautiful, brilliant, insightful uh, students. And uh, it was while I was out there on that trip that I wrote Ragamuffin. Okay. So I wrote it in 2004. And um, I, it was at his the first anniversary memorial concert in New York, uh, just a few months after that, I I played the song in uh, New York at his memorial concert and an A&R guy wanted me to come record it. I recorded in an EP uh, up on 79th and York or something on the Upper West Side. And that, started- that was the EP. Yeah, that was the EP that I ended up giving to Alejandro uh, Escovedo and really you know, formed that career. And so the song written in 2004 didn't get on the album in 2000 until 2009. So it was already a pretty solid part of every single set list I played. We still play it today. So I'm playing it tonight at my show, Geraldine's with the band. And, uh, it's a. It's still. I mean, it's a. It's a song that I love, and I love. Well, I love it too, and it, I love the it, video. It, I want people to definitely uh, go watch the video. It's a, some really fun, fun footage. And of course, I recognize Luck in there. Um, you know the footage uh-huh. that you put in there from Willie's place. But so you guys, we're gonna play this song Ragamuffin with my guest today, Graham Wilkinson. You can already tell he's got a plethora of knowledge in not only music but just in life, and I I really love it. I, I think. Probably you're the philosopher too. I can already tell that you get that you dig into some things a lot deeper than most most people. And I'd I'd love to to talk to you in depth about that someday. I'm always interested in people's you know thought process on on this whole journey that we have here. So, Graham Wilkinson, Man. the song's called Ragamuffin. We'll be right back, but I want you to be sure listen to these lyrics and when you get a chance, go watch the YouTube video because it's really a lot of fun. And we'll be right back right here on Texas Home. Some, some will be forgotten 
know you guys are fans because it's, it's not hard to be a fan of somebody like you and listening to your your songs but I am um, I'm so interested in everybody hearing a little bit more about your stint in Micronesia especially um, some of the characters that you met and I say characters just because I don't I'm not trying to degrade them I'm just saying it's no. it's interesting how we can travel all over the world and realize the real connection that we have as human beings we're we're all just doing mm-hmm. the same thing you know we're just doing it a little bit different sometimes it's a different language sometimes you know it's just a different culture but we're all doing the same thing so um trying sure. to figure it out our purpose right so um mm-hmm. so talk a little bit more about um about your stint there and also um we're we're going to lead into this cool song that I love called Lucky um, but I know there's a lot uh, there's a lot of history behind s- some of the reason you wrote it the way that you did let's hear it sure well Lucky is another one of those songs that has you know stood the test of time in my books I feel like when you write a song you don't know if you're going to remember it or you want to keep playing it but that's one there's a couple different versions of it on YouTube. There's the live version that we put on the record. I've added horns to it and keys. And that was for a Viva Big Ben festival during lockdown. There's a version I recorded of it with my buddy James Levy up in New York. Um, while I was on tour, it was just an afternoon. We were sitting there and he produced the whole thing. And uh, that video is pretty fun too because it shows my travels working in LA and New York a lot recording. Um, but that's one that I wrote gosh, quite a few years ago now, uh, easily in, if it's 2023, probably 2015, 2016 is when it came about. And I remember the way I started writing it was thinking about uh, how I wanted to write a song about, or that used the phrase that my, my good friend now, Brother Terry, he was a Jesuit brother out in Micronesia that I worked with okay. uh, at the trade school I was at. And Brother Terry was one of the sweetest guys ever, big old guy, giant personality, uh, and and he's a big old guy too. I mean, he's probably 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, I always thought he was Brook from Brooklyn because he talked out of the side of his mouth like this and he kind of mumbled a lot. Uh, he's from New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. And, and then he's from New Orleans, you know, he was talking, you know, very slurred voice, you know. Um, but he would always tell not just me, but almost any and everybody, you're doing fine. And it was a simple word of encouragement. But some of the most memorable times is when things were going wrong. Like there was a hurricane coming to the island or a tropical storm, and we were having to put all these wooden boards on the outside of the louvered windows. And we could see the storm coming and he was like, you know, and he's just directing us, you know, pretty much he's helping, but it's all of us youngsters. I was 21 at the time, 22. And, uh, 
we're putting all these boards up and it's hectic and it's crazy and the wind's blowing he's like you're doing fine you're doing fine i was like oh, brother jerry he's from new right orleans now. honey he's he's used yeah. to that that's yeah, hurricane he, country. so very very calm demeanor i mean i recorded an album with my students while i was out there uh and i i got to take one of the trucks and bring some of the students in to do a session and the roads are horrible out in the jungle on this small jungle island the island's only 13 miles wide and we hit a pothole and it was an old 1970s Japanese fire truck. And so you had to drive on the other side from what we're normally with. But I, we hit a huge pothole and then went over and kind of like landed in a ditch in this jungle. I mean, and we went to the third house down past the second banana tree and found someone who had a phone and called Brother Terry. And I was just shaking. All the kids were fine. It wasn't like it was a big wreck. We just kind of got bounced off the road into a little culvert ditch and called brother terry at the shop back at the school and i said brother terry i had a pothole and got pushed off into the ditch and he's like well is everybody okay and i said yes and i'm so sorry and he goes well, you're doing fine i mean <laughs> you're doing fine i just basically wrecked a truck with students in it on the in the ditch in the jungle uh but so I, this is where it was years later like i visited brother i visit brother terry every time i'm in new orleans on the road we still hang out and go get food. He had been out in Micronesia for 20-something years when I met him, and he retired not long after I left uh, and came back to the uh, church in New Orleans where he started off. But, you know, years later, but almost, you know, eight eight years ago, almost a decade ago, I started writing this song thinking about Brother Terry was still with me in my heart all the time. And the... I had some lyrics and some lines and the verses, I think that I told you one time that the verses kind of contain a lot of, not cliches, but just overused phrases that people say that can almost be problematic sometimes. They're cliches. It's a kind of a cliche to hear some of these things like, you know, it's your only joke. No, no, it, it's not a joke. It's This is your only shot live it up, give it while you give it all you got. And when you hear one of those phrases isolated, they sound, you know, kind of funny, you can almost roll your eyes at them. But something about putting those together, and then hearing this melody in my head, I think it was after a show uh, around then 2014, maybe uh, 2015, where uh, because of my relationship with Hayes Carl, he, I got a show with uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard down in New Braunfels at a uh, Whitewater Amphitheater. And uh, his wife, Judy, asked me to be a part on the radio show the day before to promote uh, the show. And I was blown away getting to hang out, you know, getting to do the show with him and to be on a radio show beforehand. Uh, con intimidated, for sure. Uh, even though I know he's a nice he's guy. So, and yeah, you know what? I've I've known him for a I long thought... time. I opened for him at the Sportatorium in the uh, <laughs> late, I don't even remember, early 90s maybe. And um, at the time, I was painting pot, uh, pots to make extra money. I was painting these, you know, that you plant planters pots and selling them to the mm -hmm. local uh, places. But I actually had a little booth there because they had stuff to sell outside and Judy came over and bought a whole bunch of the pots from me and, and she still got them. She's told me she still uh -huh. has them. So uh, it, it, it's so great. And of course, I've obviously like everybody else seen his career completely catapult over uh, and, and, you know, songs like snake farm, which I absolutely love. Sure. He's the impetus of you um, keep it simple, you know, and give, give yeah. them something they can remember. And, um, so I think it's funny when people are intimidated by him because he's about as down to earth as you're going to get. I mean, well, sure. But this is just any, I mean, I still get butterflies before I play, even if no one's there yeah. and no one's listening, yeah. you know, just as much as I would. And, but the thing is, yes, totally nice. I'd met him a few times, but I was just like, Oh, I'm about to be on the radio. I, I hope I do well. I mean, just kind of normal things. And we were at the radio show uh, and uh, we were chatting and getting set up and pretty quickly the, the on air light came on and we were live and uh, he does a little introduction and he's introducing me and he goes, now who are you again? <laughs> and I started, and, and 
he had a little grin on his face and I was like, well, my name's Graham Wilkinson, you know, and I start kind of like mumbling through my introduction and I tried to say how fortunate I felt. I felt so blessed. Uh, it was just such an amazing thing that, that I got to be there. I was full of gratitude and he goes, Hey man, I got a word for you. Lucky. <laughs> and then and the whole crowd cracked up and it, it, it made me laugh too. Of course I'm cracking up, but there was uh, something in that situation that kind of made me connect all the dots with the song I'd been writing about Brother Terry. And the idea that being fortunate, being blessed, uh, being full of gratitude, all these things, when you say the word lucky, if you're just lucky, is it chance? Is it fate? Mm -hmm. Now, I kind of had something that I could connect all these thoughts I was having with um, – with the song about you're doing fine. And I think I was, you mentioned something to me about how the verses start off, you know, solo at first I say, I'm lucky. Second verse is we're lucky. And the third verse has the tag of uh, you're lucky. Yeah. And it kind of sinks in when you sing it live to people that, you know, you're lucky you're doing fine. You're you're better than most than everybody who's ever been alive. I mean, if you kind of start to compare yourself and see how hard some people have it, you realize that it could be worse and uh, you are doing fine. So that's how that's how the song kind of came about in a long-winded story like that. No, I like long-winded stories. George will tell you I can take a I can take something that should take a minute and give it ten. But um, that's what the show is about. We're interested in those kinds of things. But so um, the I'm going to be playing a live version of this song. But I, there's also a really cool video out that you did um, with this song too and um and what i really like about this whole thought process of this song and every song that, that we're playing today is that it really is um I know I know songwriters write about all kinds of different things, but but it seems like a lot of your stuff really is based on life experience. Is that on purpose? Uh, I only write what I know. And so there are a lot of songs about, uh, you know, sad topics, sort of you know, real life topics, you know. And I think that the uh, classic Greek tragedy about, you know, having some kind of tragedy, you know, some hardship, some loss, uh, it gives you that frame of reference also to, to be grateful and to, um, you know, be mindful of, of, of you know what my dad would say the abundance of grace in our lives and the, you know, the we I, I i mean even now just talking to you about all this it's kind of funny it's just a perfect example of uh how how lucky i do feel that this is my life you know that i have an amazing wife and three beautiful daughters and i get to play music for a living i mean i'm doing yard work today the girls are down in san antonio in a dance competition um, got the, I'm smoking some ribs and doing yard work, and then I get to come in here and be interviewed for a radio show. I mean, that's just wild, you know. Well, it's wild, I man. do, I do love it, and I love the fact that I get to, I, you know, I told people a long time ago. This show used to be in the studio at our radio station, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just whenever somebody that I wanted to interview was in the area. But when COVID hit, I mm -hmm. actually it was good for me and for my show because it forced me to do this online and now I get to go into your mm -hmm. home and it makes it so much more better <laughs> and sometimes it's on the road some guys have pulled over in their truck and done an interview while mm -hmm. they're on their way to a gig sure. sometimes they're at the destination and I get to actually experience life and let people realize we're just people like you we found out our purposes and our purpose is to play music and share our life experience through song and I yeah. am so grateful to be able to do that and I feel like the lucky one because I get to know people like you, Graham, and my life is richer because mm -hmm. of it. Um, and I'm, I'm just so fortunate and blessed and uh, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I am lucky. And lucky. I am lucky. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell people all the time. I, I may have shared this with you before, but my husband and I will go places and lots of raffles because of him being the mayor. We're always invited to galas. <laughs> lots of raffles. And, I, and I, every once in a while, I'll just buy a ticket and tell him, I'm going to win. 
I'm going to win, you know, and I do my little thing where I fold the little corner and drop it in and George will buy $200 worth of tickets and put it all in one thing. And my one ticket will win. Oh my <laughs> you know? I mean, it couldn't be. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is such a great thing. Such a great thing. So, well, we're going to play that song right now, Lucky. And, um, you guys are going to love it. And I, I absolutely love it. And I love this guy. It was so hard for me to choose the songs because there's so many songs out there that he's got that I'm just really, really love. Um, Song in My Heart, Deleted. And and also, when we come back, um, I want to talk about your little thing you have called Until Life Makes Sense. Mm, and and sure, share that sure. with people because I love that thought and, I, and the song as well. But right now we're going to play Lucky with my friend Graham Wilkinson right here on Texas Homegrown Music. You guys check out all of his stuff on YouTube. It's a great way to see yeah. and, and really experience what a show with Graham is like. So we'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music after the song Lucky. Fine. 
Well, you guys, I already know you're in love with him. Me too. And I've got, he's got a major stalker fan. Lord help you when I, go, when I see you live. It'll be like with my friend Paul Rennan. I'm just going to be one of those obnoxious fans, you know. But, I love Paul. That's great. But, uh, but in fact, Paul was with us last night too. And I did mention that, that I had met you. And he goes, I love that dude. I just love him. <laughs> I said, I can see a lot of similarities because you guys have very similar personalities. But um, no. all right, so let's talk about um, let's let's talk about some of the videos that you have out there, and and also you know I'm going to feature another song today. It was very hard for me to choose, though I got to tell you. Mm. Well, cool. I mean, I when you asked me what songs, if I had a preference, you said pick out five, and then you're going to choose three. I was like, oh dang! Like if it was just one, I could just have to. I'd have to just. And I'm habitually indecisive about everything. Like if I finally decide what kind of sandwich I want, and then they say, "Well, what's your bread choice?" I was like, oh, I didn't know I was gonna have to make that decision too. Oh gosh, I thought it just that sandwich comes with this bread. Uh, but anyway, so the, the YouTube is like you know you might see some uh, a lot of early stuff when I first got the, the channel I mean there's like stuff with my twin daughters when they're kids and like when I was writing the kids record in 2012 but uh, been making a lot of videos there's uh, the last I mean, my most recent singles uh, deleted and look no further there's videos uh, on both of those in the studio my buddy's place Patrick uh, Hertzfeld out at Signal Hill recording uh, that's where I do all my studio stuff and um there's a there's a great video too. A couple of them like cut so deep from my last record, uh, the the title cut in 2021. I have a, you know a song that says about how I miss seeing your smile on your face, and I've got all my friends and fans and family in it. And it was recorded during the lockdown. It started. I wrote the song about being on the road, and then when COVID hit, it, the song took on a different meaning. And then there's also the uh, the music video for the song Let It Go that uh, is all about the, the, the line in that song is laugh until life makes sense. And because life never has and never will make sense. So laugh, laugh until it does. And my manager back in the day, Justin Fink, uh, you know, over a decade ago, we kind of had a funny story about realizing that you could put any verb in front of until life makes sense. And that's what people do to, to, get through it to, yeah you know that could define your why what is it some people hike until i think some some people fish some people run some people you know uh, whatever it is and so we started love. the clothing line <laughs> yeah love love and give until life yep. makes sense we've got whole different subcategories you know like the more uh but but anyway, so people can go to untillifemakesense.com and see all the hats and shirts and stickers oh, cool. we have there. But but through that YouTube thing, there's uh, there's outtakes and things like that of songs that I've never got released. Some, you know, uh, rough scratch versions of songs. One of them, I mean, you're playing Nightflower next, yep. right? And so, yeah, there's one of like when I was just written the song playing it live to one mic in my buddy Patrick's studio, Signal Hill, uh, Signal Hill recording. Check him out too. But, uh, and Night Flowers, another one of the more recent ones, the, uh, this, the studio release version features Tony Camel and Don Fisher from Wooden Wire, the bluegrass outfit, you know, Grammy yeah. uh, nominated, uh, good friends. And, uh, it was, it was the idea that after I wrote Nightflower, the day John Prine died, I wanted to record it, but I wanted to call in, not my normal band, handpick these guys. Uh, Noah Jeffries plays mandolin on it. I think he plays with some, I don't know who he plays with, like, a bunch of different Red Dirt country guys. Um, phenomenal. And Nightflower, I ended up making an EP and I re-recorded Ragamuffin in more of a bluegrass style. Oh, cool. And then also, and I re-recorded Focus and Focus was my 2011 release. And the video, which is on YouTube, you can find it. That video made it to MTV back in 2011. Oh, wow. And as an independent independent unsigned artist, that's cool. video made it all the way there. So re-recording Ragamuffin Focus, 
for the Nightflower EP, I was just trying to like make this cohesive sound with some older songs re-recorded. You know, classic Willie Nelson thing to do. You do another version of uh, a song that you know people like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, why not? You know, put it on the. Well, record. hey, yeah. that those guys do that. You plug in a song, and they've got four or five renditions of the same song, and uh -huh. I I think it's cool. Well. Yes, I, it was a lot of fun redoing those songs for sure. And Nightflower is, uh, it was the day John Prine passed away. And I was in the midst of dealing with uh, my dad getting his uh, Lewy body dementia diagnosis. And, um, you know, which is devastating for all of us, but especially for him, watching him, you know, oh. be still completely aware enough of what is going to happen. And, uh, you know, it was still during the lockdown and it was everybody so sad about John Prine. And I was watching all these people do tribute songs to John and big, my brother introduced me to his music when I was in high school, uh, in the mid nineties and, you know, blown away. So I realized that I feel like, you know, almost like what would John Prine do if one of his he musical heroes passed, he would probably write a song and it would be maybe not literally about that, but if he wrote what he saw and then tried to express it and it's just kind of like, you know, find a way to get it out. Uh, so I kind of took it upon myself where sometimes you said, do I write songs uh, about life experiences intentionally? And there are sometimes when you have to write a song because you're trying to express something and that might be the only way that you can get it out. And there are other times and it's an exercise where I'm in a part of a songwriting group with Bruce Hughes and you get you got to write a song a week. But I usually dig deep and talk about what's going on in my life with related to this phrase somehow. So it is intentional. And I went outside with my guitar and, uh, just started looking around and I saw a bumblebee, a big old bumblebee, you know, the size of a, I don't know, a small plum or something. It was a big old. <laughs> they are big, fat looking a, little things. I love old, it. Yeah. It and a, if you're videoing it, it's going to look bigger. Because <laughs> you're getting oh, close. You know, and that's, <laughs> so I was mesmerized with the bumblebee buzzing around the flower. I grabbed my phone instead of being inspired and started trying to video the bumblebee. Uh, and if you want a bunch of worthless footage on your phone, try to video a bumblebee around the flower. It just looks like a video in a bush. The whole time. I have, I've done uh, it. I know I got you, you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, I, I was like, Oh man, the, the, the bee buzzing around the flower. And then I felt the wind uh, blow by me and wrestled through the trees. And I heard a dog bark and I'm like, well, dude, that's a good place to start start trying to figure this out. And um, the, the song came really naturally and organically. I wrote it in, you know, probably 30 minutes. Uh, and, and the verses came out pretty quickly because they are just kind of observational type of things going on around me. Thinking about my dad, thinking about John Prine, uh, writing the song for John Prine, but in, also in, thinking about your in, dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the underlying inspiration or something. And when I got to the chorus, I had this clear feeling, right? I could, I could identify the feeling, but I couldn't find the order of the words. It had to deal with timing and being, um, being intentional about not wasting your time and saying what you want to say. And that's where I just thought that ordering it in the sequential linear timeline of don't waste another minute because things change by the hour, you could lose it all in just a second. And, you know, you're jumping back and forth and the line fast forward, flash of light, keep safe night flower. I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying right there, but I know that it's, those are the words, uh, fast forward, flash of light, keep safe night flower. And it was, you know, months after I released the song, some, I read something about, and I was looking up the night, uh, if the song was online or something like that, if it actually got published the way it was supposed to, and, uh, found out there's a kid's book about the night flower in Arizona and it's the Saguaro, Saguaro, cactus that its flower the bud blooms only one night a year yeah and i couldn't believe that i couldn't believe that and you know the song came together and you know i 
I really loved uh, getting that, putting that song together with those guys, the live version. And uh, this, this girl, uh, Grace named Grace, she made the, the artwork for the record. And I was, she just listened to the song and came up with that on her own. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, Cosmic Blue Jeans on uh, Instagram. You can check out her amazing artwork. But uh, that's Nightflower in a nutshell. Well, sure. it's a beautiful song and you're a beautiful soul. And I'm so grateful that I got to get to know you better. And I can't wait to spend some time with you in Austin and have you at my Amen. place too. I want to have you come and play at the sanctuary for sure. And I know that, um, I know that a lot of artists do house concerts. I don't know if that's something that you do or not, but I, oh, I I've done tons. Of I it, yeah. do want people 100%. to take advantage of um, being able to see you live. So you need to go to his website, his YouTube channel. It's Graham Wilkinson. Uh, it's spelled W I L K I N S O N. But even if you miss, spell it i think google will still direct you towards him <laughs> he's got a lot of music out there and a lot of people searching for you all the time well i gotta say thank you so much for taking the time to do the show with me today graham and um i want to meet your wife and your girls and i want to hang mm-hmm. with you at cosmic coffee and um maybe, maybe we could do a song together sometime i would love that i just I think you're to. a beautiful beautiful human being and i i love being able to connect with people like you so we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music. Thank you so much again, Graham. This is his Thank song, you. Thank you so um, much, his beautiful song called Nightflower. Um, the impetus was, of course, the death of John Prine and his and his father's um, in his father's disease. But we'll be right back. Love and light to you, my friend. I hope to see you Love soon. You. Change by the hour You can live it all 
Well, today was a beautiful hour for me to get to know this artist that's done so much to help the world, and his songwriting is just prolific. I love the songs that he wrote about John Prine and, of course, his brother, uh, Ragmuffin, and Lucky. Yeah, I do feel lucky. I hope you do, too, and I hope you enjoy this show. I want to say a special thanks to my you know, of course, my sponsors that make it possible, Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law. Also want to say a shout out to um, Jason Burris. It's his 50th birthday and happy birthday, Jason. I know that you're doing a lot of good in the world and helping people understand that, you know, we only get back what we give. That's that's my motto. Love life and life will love you back. So thanks for listening every week. I'm going to close the show with the Powell Brothers, who um, they were my first guests many years ago on my show and they've got a new single out and it's called be somebody i want to share it with you today and go out and make your life worth something the best way to do that i think is by sharing it with somebody else and helping them love life so we'll see you next week all right here on texas homegrown music things that we